The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's uh, 3.06 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Hmm. Thanks for joining us on this smoky Thursday. And I know a lot of people wondering and hoping uh, that the smoke is going to clear for the weekend. Lots of events taking place. There's a marathon, there's uh, festivals, and of course there's the Edmonton International Air Show taking place uh, the 18th and 19th, so Saturday, Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, my right. dates are right. Okay. You betcha. I should know that. My anniversary is on the 17th, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Human, the man Tomorrow, behind. Tomorrow, just. Yeah, th- yeah thanks. <laughs> just helping out. <laughs> Joining us in studio, along with uh, Jackie B. Warda, who is a female pilot, an aerobatic pilot, who is performing <laughs> at the air show this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. So, now, listen, oftentimes, yeah. as is the case here on the 6 30 Chet Afternoon News, we should have started talking on air 60 seconds yeah, before that. we did, but. Can we revisit that? You're an aerobatic pilot and not a yes, stunt pilot. I'm not a stunt pilot. And what is the difference? The stunt pilot will say, hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> God help me if I ever say that to you. <laughs> I'm going to go do something that's planned and been perfected by doing it thousands of times. Jackie, I want to find all about you and your flying and how how it got started and how you're trying to really break ground for women. How much time do we have? We, we do have time, <laughs> but I, I also want to ask Dean this because I know a lot of people are wondering <clears throat> about the smoke. Is it still, what's going to happen with the air show given the smoke? I, I can't tell you 100%. I can tell you we're monitoring it all the time. We've been looking at weather patterns. Uh, we've had lots of people helping us. Uh, meteorologists from around the city are, are, are chipping in. Um, so we are cautiously optimistic based on what we're seeing right now that the shows on Saturday and Sunday will be clearer um, to, to, to view. Uh, obviously for us, there's, there's two levels of safety. The first level of safety is for mm-hmm. our pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, going up and doing this stuff and doing it blind is not, is not right and it's not gonna happen. So that's, that's number one. Number two is obviously the safety of the people who are watching below. To be out in this is never the best thing, especially over a longer period of time because it is an all-day type festival. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you're not like the marathon actually, you know, <laughs> heavily, yeah. heavily breathing it all in. So those are the two factors that we're, we've got in play here. Um, we've never had a sh- an air show in, in Canada canceled both days. So we're, we're ever hopeful that we're going to get both days in. If by some chance uh, Saturday's bad but Sunday's good, we'll honor all the Saturday tickets on Sunday. We'll make it work. Can you do lower level flying? Yeah, so we do have that. Right now our problem is our smoke is actually on the ground. Okay. If we can oh. get our smoke Well, up, can you go higher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't see, see anything. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, we can go up there and in fact there was some actual blue sky up above mm. t- uh, today when we were out there, uh, but down where you want to see it. I mean, the entire show basically takes place under 3,000 feet. Yeah. So um, we do have a low-level mm. show, so we do have a 1,500-foot show. Um, but uh, so it's it, right now we just need it to get up off the ground. Uh, if it's up overhead and uh, we're fine on the ground, then the show can be really enjoyable. And actually, you get to see the pilots and you get to see the, um, the planes, and you'll actually see them a lot better. So know that we're on it. Uh, if you have tickets, don't panic. We have your emails. We have social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We will notify everybody, and if it's a full-on count, Cancellation, it'll go out to the media as well. Okay. We're we're watching it just like the marathons watching it, just like the dragon boat people. We we're all we're all talking and we're all on it. All right, all right. So Jackie, I have to ask. Uh, you're not a stunt pilot. You're an aerobatic <laughs> pilot. Are you uh, an adrenaline junkie? No, I'm not. But 
not completely no. I'm not a thrill seeker. I was asked that several times this morning. Adrenaline is an awesome drug. It's kind of like oxygen. It's not. It's not something that I have to do. You have to go out and buy it. I adrenaline actually is a really good thing because it keeps me really safe. When I get excited about flying, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Obviously, with anything. So, the more focused I am about something, then. The more adrenaline that's pumping, that gets me even more focused. So I see a lot of little things that nobody else would notice. So when I'm flying and flipping my airplane at very low level, I'm diving at the ground and miss the ground. So the more adrenaline flowing actually is better. I don't feel it at the time. It's <laughs> not something you feel. I feel it when I'm done flying. I get out of the airplane. I relax. I made a good landing. I didn't crash the airplane on landing, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then I can kind of drop my shoulders and relax, and I can I can feel the decompression. So that's only the time when I actually feel the residual of adrenaline. You don't. It's not something you can feel at the time. Do you, do you get nervous before a flight? Oh, absolutely. If I don't, then I should ground myself. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's that. It, it, I was a skydiver for five years or so, way back when. And I used to, we got two minutes before the door comes open, and then you got a guy looking at the spot, and then the door comes open. And I used to go, oh, geez, you know, here we are, you know, I'm going to do this. And so you get nervous, and you start, again, it forces you to focus. You focus on what you're going to do. The adrenaline starts pumping, and it makes it easy to focus. So you don't screw up. If you don't have that, chances are you're going to forget something and screw up and go out the door and, or, you know, go fly the airplane, and maybe I've forgotten to put fuel in. <laughs> Something wow. stupid yeah. that um, happens. What are you flying? I'm flying a monoplane. It's a um, it's an aerobatic aircraft. It was built in Germany and it's built and designed just to fly aerobatics. So it is the wing the wing shape is different from your father's Cessna, and it <laughs> allows me to do. What oh, I my dad's do. Cessna! Boy, that brings back memories. <laughs> you don't want to do this in your dad's Cessna because yeah. it's not built for it. So the aircraft is actually designed to do. The flips and and the flights does it'll it'll create lift no matter where it is in the sky as long as the engine's working. Hmm. You come from a family of flyers. I yes, that is actually true. My father was a pilot. My uncle, one of my uncles, was a pilot, and then there was me. I was the son my father never had. Yeah. So how <laughs> that how how did you get involved? How did how did this happen? Well. It happened slowly when I was three or whenever that was, very small. My father was a civilian, worked for McDonnell Douglas Aircraft, spent time in Korea during the Korean War, but as a civilian. But he moved around the world in, obviously, military transport, so he wore a flight suit and came home. I knew he was a pilot. He didn't fly a lot, but he worked with airplanes all of my young life, and I was around airplanes. I thought it was the most normal thing in the world, and I wanted to be just like my dad, and it just, I I wanted to be a pilot when I was three years old. Wow. Did, did you come up through the Air Force? Or no. Were, so you're well, training... I, I might have, but I had bad eyes. And I was, as what, a girl... What? Was, that seems like good. you should have good eyesight. I didn't. Okay. I was born with bad. I mean, I was, I, I, I could never have passed the medical to be a pilot in the military back then. And this is a long time ago. Way long time ago. I'm old. What are you, 26, So I knew 27? I would have never gotten airplanes or jets or... Might not even gotten helicopters back mm -hmm. then. I was just too, it was too early. It was 1971. So I didn't go in. I stood at the recruiting office three different times, didn't go, should have. So <laughs> I went the civilian route. And that takes a long time and it's very expensive. 
Well, I have to ask, sorry, Jay, <laughs> it makes sense to me that if you come up through the Air Force, mm -hmm. that you would learn some of the maneuvers mm -hmm. that you then perfected as Absolutely. an aerobatic pilot. But if, if you come up through a civilian route, mm -hmm. I mean, how do you, what instructor is there that, you know, on day whatever, you say, well, I'd like to do this now. I mean, who taught you that? Well, an aerobatic instructor. You you move Makes through the sense. ranks, you start <laughs> you start learning to fly in the cheapest airplane you can fly, find, because flying's flying. Doesn't matter what you're flying, you can learn to fly in anything. So you try to find the least expensive aircraft. And as you, once you get your license, then you either decide to do something else and I was bored to tears between takeoff and landing. If you're not on fire, there's nothing to do. <laughs> right? So I got flying. Well, this is cool, but there's nothing happening. Who, who are you flying? <laughs> like where, who, Myself in my little Cessna with two seats. So you weren't a commercial pilot? No, 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 no. I didn't, and I didn't go to the commercial route because that's not flying either. They sit in the big seat, push buttons. They don't even get to touch anything. The airplane <laughs> flies itself. So from the time you got your license and to the time you started doing yes. uh, aerobatics, um, how long was that? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. So do you remember your first show? Absolutely. Tell us. I remember all the first. Okay. My first day flying, my first solo, getting my license that day. The first day someone invited me for a flight and took me upside down for the first yeah. time like it happened yesterday and it yeah. happened in 1987 okay and then and you were hooked and I, yeah instantly i now knew why i was born and it occurred to me there is now something to do between takeoff and landing <laughs> wow i'm gonna actually fly an airplane and actually move it through the sky and go upside down and do loops and rolls and whatever else I can figure so out. So how did you put together your first routine? With Tell me about your first, like that of, first show. A lot of help. And when the, the first show comes after years of aerobatic flying and training. You have to crawl before you can walk. Learning to fly aerobatics, you start with real basic aerobatics. And I was convinced to go into competition. Aerobatic competition is kind of akin to figure skating. Okay. Everybody does the same figures, and the guy who does them the most perfectly gets the trophy. Whoever gets the most points takes the trophy home. So we compete. We all fly the same stuff over, you know, three flights, and whoever has the most points wins. But it, that sort of training, if you're going to show up at a contest, you probably want to win. Sure. Because otherwise it's a pricey okay. hobby, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and I always wanted to win. I, in, in the back of my head, I, said, I, you know, I know so-and-so is going to be there, and so-and-so. I can't beat that guy, but I'm going to try. So you train and train and train, and in order to take the trophy home, you have to do the most perfect figure ever. So when you train, you train to be perfect. If you don't train with that in mind, you'll never win. Mm. Why go? Mm -hmm. So the training for four years, I competed for four years, it made me fly perfect loops, perfect Immelmans, perfect hammer, all those basic maneuvers, I knew how to do them perfectly, meaning I knew how to make them use the airspace I had. And you have to trust the aircraft. So that training was the perfect segue into airshow flying. Now, airshow flying is freestyle. Mm -hmm. There aren't oh, there's a lot of rules, but there aren't, there's no set figures that we have to fly. Everybody is trying to one-up everybody else. These airplanes will only do so many things, and we all copy each other. Every airplane does it differently, but we're all doing the same figures, I promise you. But huh. everybody does it a little different, and every aircraft is going to do it. So when I started flying 
air show flying, which is tumbling, because there's no tumbling in competition, because it's never the same twice. Mm. You can't judge it. So the tumbling and all the freestyle and the stuff that we do out for an air show, you... It took me about five years to come up with the perfect sequence. And my coach, who is an aerobatic coach, he's a retired air show pilot, helped me put the sequence together. You start from scratch, you string eight or ten maneuvers together, and you go fly it and see if it works. Meaning it has to work, meaning I have to <laughs> do the maneuver, finish it in a certain place, because I'm going to fly in you front of a- you in a box, mm-hmm. an imaginary box. I have to stay in that box. So when I get to this side of the box, I got to turn around, right? So I have to do something to turn around. Then I come back in front of you and do something really flippy and cool and exciting, <laughs> right? As dangerous as your job sounds, I yes. think the person who taught you had a more dangerous <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he was on the ground. He was not in there. Oh, really? Oh, no, That's no, probably no. a He's good on move on his part. Yeah. He is not in the airplane. With I'm thinking about teaching my daughter to drive oh, and what that gosh. looked like. So, yeah. Yeah, you could wow. probably see her in the box. A I'd rather more. teach her to fly. <laughs> teach her Let's to take a quick break here at 318 Dean Human from the Edmonton uh, Air Show joining us in studio along with aerobatic pilot Jackie B. Ward are going to talk more with her right after this. Stick around. Edmonton Air Show taking place this weekend out at Villeneuve Airport. Yep. Lots of things going on out there. One of the... uh, aerobatic pilots joining us in studio this afternoon Jackie B Warda female and I and I hate to point it out that you're a woman but the fact is you are a woman and I again I, I don't think there's a whole lot of female aerobatic pilots out there there are very few flying period straight level your dad Cessna <laughs> there's only about six percent of the population of women that fly airplanes uh-huh. straight and level the real easy stuff what I do is not only to the edge, but I've stepped over the edge. It's it's a very scary place for most women to go. Women by nature are not that aggressive. They, they'll do a lot of fun, crazy things. A lot of women will step up to the edge, but they don't step over. I have clearly stepped over. What I'm doing <laughs> is not even, I left the edge a long time ago. <laughs> because I was looking for, to learn something new. Each time I learn something, I get it, I get it down, I do it well, so teach me something new. Somebody has to teach me something new. And it turns out that by the time I asked, I got to that ledge, the next thing to do was step over Mm -hmm. and do the next thing. And I thought, well, okay, if everybody else can do it, why can't I? So did you encounter any resistance from male pilots? No, not at all. And I could have easily. My personality is probably my biggest strength. It's all about the flying. You have to be a good stick. If you're not a good pilot, you will not be accepted. You could be blue and have three heads. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But being a woman, I knew I'm not going to come into this business and try to change them. My job is to fit in and be a good pilot, and I want them to have respect for me as a pilot. I can be a girl second because eventually we're going to go to the bar. I'm going to (laughs) change clothes and have a drink, and I'm going to look like a girl. And I just need to be a girl, because I am. What are you doing to try to attract more women to to flying? And I guess, and I don't even want to say more women. We do need more mm-hmm. women we do. pilots uh, all, all across the board. That We know that. But I know there's a fellow that's just texted in and said mm-hmm. that he's always wanted to mm-hmm. get his pilot's license as well. It was costly, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing on that front? The idea that the flying is what I do from day to day, 
that alone, if you stand there and watch me do what I do, and if you know how old I am, your first observation should be, wow, she can do that. I can probably go learn to swim (laughs) or whatever it is you've wanted to do all your life. And I tell people, it's not about what it is. It's just that there is something to you. I don't care what you've dreamed of doing for 30 years. Why are you still dreaming? Why Mm -hmm. haven't you tried it? And I tell people, I don't care if you learn to fly or drive a boat or scuba dive. If you don't try it once, you don't know if you're going to love it. Mm -hmm. And if you've dreamed of something for 30 years and you finally go try it and you don't like it, you've wasted 30 years dreaming of something that you're never going to do. You know, it's funny. I read a Dear Abby column one time where somebody wrote, Dear Abby, I always wanted to be a doctor, but I'm now 50 years old. And by the time I get my license, I'll be 60. And she wrote back, well, how old will you be in 10 years if you don't do it? If you don't do it. (laughs) It's the truth. It is true. Dean, what else happens at the, you know, I've honestly never been to an air show. Is it just uh, standing and looking up or what else happens there? No, actually, we designed this to be a, a, a different air show for Edmonton. Uh, when we built it right from the get-go, we, we built it differently. And so uh, we have a motorcycle stunt show. We have a family play area where kids can go and bounce around the bouncy castles. We have the food truck alley. We have static displays. We have a lot for the listener who's interested. We have a lot of uh, flight schools and stuff who have discovery flights. So, yes, it's expensive to be a pilot, but a discovery flight isn't. If that's mm-hmm. something you really want to do, you can go on a discovery flight. And uh, there's lots of schools out there that do that. So we have the whole day itself where you can come out in the morning. We even allow people to bring their own coolers in as long, oh, as, really? no boo- as, long as there's no booze in it. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> we have a beer garden for that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, we wanted it to be uh, an all-day thing. So come out at 10 o'clock in the morning. The gates open. Go see some statics. Go watch the motorcycle stunt show. We have exotic cars and all kinds of things that, to look at. And then uh, around noon, get yourself all set up and then watch the show. And we have about four hours. Uh, we are the one of the only air shows, Canadian air shows, that actually involves a civilian. So we're going to have a flare air is going to do what they call the dirty pass. So they do it with the gear down. They're going to come and, and fly under under 1,500 feet mm. uh, down the airfield because it's a, it's a safe box to hmm. fly in. Um, and then we have... Uh, a number of acts which uh, either high aerobatic acts like Jackie, uh, Jim Bork, um, Gary Rower, they are all people who have competed, um, uh, and Buck Roatman. And then we have uh, some what we call warbirds, so they're more historical aircraft. And this year we have um, the MiGs, so it's the only three-team jet MiG team. Uh, and they're coming in and they're doing uh, two performances. One's just the two MIG flight and then a uh, tactical flight. And then they're going to do a dogfight. Mm. So a simulated dogfight. Do, do you bring them all in as a troop or do you hire them individually? No, we, indiv- we hire them individually. Uh, four years ago when I started this little venture with my partners, <laughs> I knew nothing. Um, it's like booking a, a, a concert, a festival, a music festival. Yeah. You need some. One act at a time. Need some, you need some opening acts and you need some, you know, you need some of these. I need some monoplane. So Jackie's mono, well, that's a single wing plane, aerobatic. And then we have biplane aerobatics. They're they're different. They do the same things, but they they look very different. They sound very different. And to the actual person down below, it is a different uh, show and how it's put together and the music that goes along with it. So it is a lot like figure skating. Oh, there's I music? like that analogy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah there's oh, yeah. music <laughs> and announcing and tells you what the show is and who the sponsors are and how this all comes together. Um... Hmm. 
Uh, is the MFRC involved this year? No, they are actually super busy. They've got a golf tournament That's literally right. next week. <laughs> they're panicking to get all that done and, and get all that together. So uh, they're not involved this okay. year. But uh, we're we're, not, you know, we're looking for some. Uh, there'll be uh, well, provided that this one goes and we have everything together, <laughs> there'll be a next one, and we're hoping to have them back next. Awesome. Year. All right, I'm talking about the Military Family Resource yep. Center that's been involved uh, for a number of years out there. Dean, uh, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It's thank been a you. pleasure. Have a have a great show on the weekend, we both of you, and we look forward to talking to you again next year. Perfect. Thanks thank very much. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.